I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The 13F. The 13F is a report that details the stock holdings for large investors and hedge funds. Every large investor and hedge fund making investments in America must file a 13F every quarter. Different countries have different rules. That's why you have some particular hedge funds based in the Bahamas and in Panama and Ecuador that are trying to get around the 13F. But if you're doing business in most Western countries, you're doing some sort of filing like the 13F. Investors should note these filings are limited in scope, containing only a snapshot of long positions, specifically in US listed stocks. They're not required to include international holdings or short positions or other types of more alternative investments. Yet, it still can provide a very interesting look into what the big guys are doing. Bill Gates, one of the smartest men in the world, filed his 13F fourth quarter 2022, and it had some interesting stuff. So today I thought, after looking over it, okay, I kind of got the Cliff Notes version. I didn't actually read the full 13F, but I thought it would be an interesting topic. How does Bill Gates invest his money? You see, Bill Gates founded Microsoft in 1975 alongside with his partner, Paul Allen, and it grew to be one of the world's largest software developers. They are an impressive company still to this day. They've made a lot of impressive acquisitions still to this day. Thanks to the success of Microsoft, Bill Gates is one of the richest men in the world and has been for the last 15 years. The portfolio we're going to take a look at today started in June 2009, and it's the personal portfolio of Bill Gates. And since 2009, this portfolio has been also entrusted to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because Bill Gates and Melinda Gates have signed this uh, petition along with Warren Buffett and a lot of these other super billionaires that are feeling philanthropic. And they've said that once they die, they will give all of their money to charitable causes. So this money was transferred to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust. So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing how does Bill Gates invest his money and should we learn anything from that? You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. Let's start off today with a fun fact. Fun fact. Did you know that J was the last letter added to the English alphabet? Not Z or Z, as you might say. There you go. That was today's fun fact. All right, let's talk about the 13F report. The 13F report. The 13F report. That's, I guess I'm doing okay saying that. The 13F, the guru's equity portfolio. And Bill Gates specifically it contained 21 stocks valued at a total of $34 billion. That's a lot of money, Bill. The top holdings in his portfolio are Microsoft, coming in at 27%, Berkshire Hathaway, almost 24%, CNI, 17.4%, followed then by Caterpillar, Walmart. Waste Management, CCI, UPS, and FedEx. According to website Guru Focus, these were the top five trades of last year for Bill Gates. Kicking off with Microsoft. During the quarter, again, we're talking Q4 of 2022, so two months ago, 
Bill Gates purchased 38 million, 320 and 50 shares of Microsoft, bringing his total up to almost 40 million shares. The trade now make Microsoft his number one holding. Previously to this, his number one holding was Berkshire Hathaway. And during the quarter, the stock traded for an average price of $264.05. On November 14th, Microsoft traded for a price of $241.55 per share. And that's when Bill bought a lot of it. And actually, he hasn't filed his 13F yet, but it was made public that in January of 2023, he bought an additional $8 billion of Microsoft. So now, unless he's bought something else, it's definitely his number one holding in this particular portfolio. Guru Focus looks at Microsoft and they give them a strength rating of 8 out of 10, which is like their own little proprietary, who really cares? And they also look at Microsoft and they think that they give them a 10 out of 10 in terms of profitability. Looking at Microsoft in terms of evaluation, Microsoft has a price earnings ratio, the PE, of 26, a price book ratio of 10. And a lot of these are kind of looking at the same thing. Sometimes it's backwards looking, sometimes it's forward looking. Their price earnings to growth, also known as the PEG ratio, is 1.2. And their price to sales is 8.95. His second largest and or most interesting trade of fourth quarter of 2022 is Canadian National Railway Company. During the fourth quarter, Bill purchased 44.5 million shares. Man, this guy makes some big purchases. I guess that's what happens when you have $40 billion in your portfolio. But he bought 44.5 million shares, bringing his total holding up to almost 55 million. So this was a big, that's a big purchase. He only had like 10 million. He went big into Canadian National Railway. The trade had a 14% impact on his equity portfolio, and during the quarter, the stock traded for an average price of $119 per share. On November 11th, Canadian National Railway Company traded for $121 per share. That's when he purchased most of his shares. Since then, the stock has turned down a little bit and ended the year in negative 4.9. Listen, that's nothing to be too ashamed at there, Canadian National Railway, being down 5% on a year when the S&P 500 and many other major markets were down around 20. Good for you guys. Again, Guru Focus. I'm going to bring it back up because I did a lot of the research on Guru Focus. Did I research how they do their research? No. But it just gives you some perspective besides my own, right? So Guru Focus gives Canadian National Railway financial strength rating of only 5 out of 10, but profitability out of 9 out of 10. Do we care what Guru Focus is doing when Bill Gates, one of the smartest and richest men in the world, is giving them all of his money? So Guru Focus, you can give him five out of ten all you want. Bill Gates is giving him 44.5 million shares. In terms of valuation, Canadian National Railway Company has a P.E. ratio of 21 and a price-to-earnings growth of 3.8. So they're right in line with the standard industry averages. Third most interesting trade of fourth quarter, 2022, for Bill Gates, waste management. I've talked about this before, but like, it still surprises me. The types of boring and mundane and like not so sexy growth companies, like waste management and a Canadian railway company, are some of the biggest investments that Bill Gates made last year. It does continue to make me think, like, outside of index investing, what types of boring everyday investments should we be looking at? The things that we spend our money on in waste management is uh, a company that is all around my neighborhood. It, it picks up my trash once a week. Waste management and these types of services should be companies that we are keeping our eye on, at least just because Bill's doing it. And maybe we can do a little bit more research and learn from our good buddy, William Gates. So his third most interesting trade, waste management. Let's get into it. During the quarter, Bill bought 16 
and a half million shares of waste management, totaling his overall portfolio. It's brought it up to 35 and a half million shares. The trade had a 7.83% impact on his equity portfolio. And the average stock price during the quarter for waste management was $165, which just seems expensive for a company that moves trash around every day. Waste management traded at 157 was the average price of the shares that Bill Gates purchased them. And they've got a market cap of $65 billion. That is a very large amount for a trash company. They were down negative 1.76% last year. Again, doing pretty well compared to the overall market. Their profitability rating, according to Guru Focus, is an 8 out of 10. Their P.E. ratio is 29, which is a little bit on the high side. Their price earnings to growth ratio, P.E.G., is 5.2. But their price to sales ratio is only 3.38. Those are Bill Gates' top three stocks. Let's blow through these other two because I want to talk about something that's a little bit a little fun. All right? A little, a little fun thing at the end here. Fourth biggest trade, Berkshire Hathaway. No big shocker. If you don't know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, good buddies. When they first met 15 years ago, Bill Gates basically had all of his money, almost his entire wealth wrapped up into Microsoft. And Warren Buffett's like, dude, you got to diversify a little bit. And Bill's like, well, how am I going to diversify? I guess I will just buy a bunch of Berkshire Hathaway. And for the longest time, actually up until this quarter, Berkshire Hathaway was his number one holding Bill Gates in his portfolio. And it wasn't until he kind of went back and doubled down a little bit more on Microsoft that uh, Berkshire Hathaway is now number two holding. Anyway, he bought another five, oh, he reduced his investment in Berkshire Hathaway by 5 million shares. Used some of that Berkshire money to buy some Microsoft. The trade had a 7.72% impact on his equity portfolio. And during the quarter, Berkshire, these were B shares, not A shares. A shares are like crazy, 20,000 bucks a share or something. The B shares traded for $285. Berkshire Hathaway Inc. had traded at a price of 309 per share when Billy Boy sold them. That's a lot of money. $309 per share and 5 million shares. You can do the math on your own. Guru Focus gives Berkshire a strength rating of 5 out of 10. I wonder if Warren Buffett has ever heard of Guru Focus. And profitability rating of 8 out of 10. Oh, man, it's funny. All right, finally, his top five portfolio moves of the fourth quarter of 2022 are Deer and Company. Old John Deere. If you haven't heard of there's a country song in America called John Deere Green. I'm thinking of it. And I don't think you want me here. I'm not going to sing it. Okay, John Deere Green. Look it up later. Bill Gates bought 3 million shares of John Deere. The trade had a 3% impact on his equity portfolio, and he purchased those shares at $406 per share. Bummer, because the average trading price was $342. So he got in a little bit late, but he's a quasi-billionaire. He doesn't care. So looking at these trades, he bought more of his own company, Microsoft. He bought Canadian National Railway. He bought Waste Management. He sold some Berkshire Hathaway, and he purchased John Deere. Should we care? As retail investors, should we care what Bill Gates is doing? I don't know. It's a little bit interesting. Should we follow him blindly into his trades? Of course not. You see, the problem with these 13F reports is that they're old. Bill Gates could have already sold all of these things, and we wouldn't know until the next 13F, which is coming out in March of 2023. But the 13F gives us maybe some trade ideas. It might open our eyes to some things we haven't thought about before. And if you're interested more on learning about 13F filings from Bill Gates or anybody else, heck, you can look at Berkshire Hathaway, you can look at Perma Bear, uh, Cassandra is his Twitter handle, uh, Michael Burry, if you want to look at the guy from the big short, you can look up his 13F. Anybody, any big investor has to file these 13Fs. So if you're just interested in what some of these large uh, whales are doing with their money, you can go to this website called datarama.com, data, D-A-T-A, Rama, R-O-M-A.com. And then you can look up lots of different 13Fs. I do it every once in a while. 
just to kind of keep sharp and see what's going on. But again, this is old news. So you're not doing live trade ideas. We're just looking at his portfolio and how it's made up. We're trying to distill some information for ourselves. So let's distill a little bit of information, shall we? Lesson one, he believes that the company he started, Microsoft, is still a good company. He made all of his wealth in Microsoft. It's still his largest holding. And in fact, since this report came out, Microsoft is up another 4%. And with the rise of chat GPT, I think Microsoft is just going to continue to increase their profits in the years to come. And I think Mr. Gates must think so too. Because there's one thing that people say about inside trading. Insiders sell for many reasons. You might want a new home in the Hamptons. You might want a super yacht. You might want to give to charity. So you sell for lots of reasons. But typically, insiders in a company only buy for one reason. You think your stock is going up. So Microsoft might be something worth looking into. Lesson two, I think Bill believes in his good friend, Mr. Buffett. Even though he sold 5 million uh, shares of Berkshire Hathaway, it is still his second largest holding. And it's a very close second to Microsoft. So if you're interested in looking more into Berkshire Hathaway, hey, shoot us a note on Facebook and let us know. And I can do the same thing for old Warren Buffett's 13F in March. Lesson number three, he holds a lot of what many people might call boring companies. Waste management, Caterpillar, Walmart, FedEx, UPS. Not exactly these cool high-profile tech stocks that everybody might think, especially someone who helped start the tech boom in Microsoft. He has his eye on the boring everyday use stocks. Interesting. Do you think you might be taking a closer look at some of these stocks? Do you own any of these stocks? Are you as smart as Bill Gates? Congrats, you're an investing genius. I personally do not hold any of these particular stocks in my portfolio, except I do have some exposure. Well, I mean, I own these through my exposure in an S&P 500 index fund. I have sold some cash-secured puts on Microsoft in the last few months. And to be honest, with Bill buying all of this extra Microsoft, I might be taking a look at them as well, because I think AI, artificial intelligence, is going to be continuing to be crazier. I listen to Prof. Galloway's predictions uh, at the beginning of every year. And this year on Prof. Galloway's predictions, he said AI is going to be gangbusters. And we are only at February. And all it seems I hear right now is artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence. And since Microsoft made a huge purchase into ChatGPT, I think that they are going to benefit from that as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, we're going to end today's show with the top five greatest acquisitions of all time because Microsoft made that great acquisition into ChatGPT. They've made some before. So we're going to look into the five greatest acquisitions of all time. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about the greatest acquisitions of all time. 
the chat GPT from Microsoft wasn't a full acquisition, but I think it might turn into one of the best investments of all time. But time will tell. Let's look at the five best acquisitions. Number five, Android was acquired by Google in 2005 for $60 million US. Seemed like a know-nothing purchase at the time, like there wasn't a whole lot of hype around smartphones and Android wasn't very good at the time. Some people would still say they still aren't, but hey, let's not get into a battle here. But that $60 million purchase by Google has generated $112 billion through 2022. So yeah, that was a good $60 million that turned into $112 billion for Google. Number four on the list, Next. No, not Next on the list, the company Next. Next was started by a man you may have heard of before, Steve Jobs, when he was let go from Microsoft and Apple. Well, Next was purchased by Apple in 1997 for $420 million, which in reality should be the number one purchase because without Apple buying Next, which really just bought Steve Jobs and brought him back to Apple, Apple was struggling at the time. They were hurting. They got rid of Steve because he had these quirks and he was so hard to work for and he was such a perfectionist. But he left and they started falling. And then he started a company that competed with them. And then they were like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. So they buy Next for $420 million. And without that purchase, we may never have had the iPhone. We may never have the iPod. We might be still carrying around sleeves of CDs for all we know. Anyway, that $420 million purchase turned into $120 billion by the end of 2022. Greatest acquisition of all time, number three, YouTube was purchased by Google in 2006 for some big money, $1.6 billion. And that was a lot of coin and raised a lot of eyebrows. People are like, YouTube, like the place that people put videos on for free? Like, we have cable TV. Why would anyone ever go to the internet and watch anything? Streaming, what is that? But the investment has paid off. In 2020 alone, YouTube made Google $1.6 billion every single month. That's right. They purchased them for $1.6 billion. And in 2020, they made them $1.6 billion every single month. They've made a total of $160 billion off of YouTube since the purchase. Well done, Google. Good job. Number two of all time, Facebook, now known as Meta, also made a billion-dollar deal with a much smaller, seemingly non-competitor called Instagram in 2012. Each of the 12 employees at Instagram made generational wealth overnight from this $1 billion deal, but Facebook seemingly got the last laugh as they have made $175 billion since the purchase. That's a good return. Lastly, the greatest company acquisition of all time goes back to Google. Google has made some good decisions. With the acquisition of a company called DoubleClick, if you've never heard of DoubleClick, it's okay. I hadn't either, and you can Google them and find out. Google purchased DoubleClick in 2007 for $3.1 billion, and that was huge. And it has continued to be huge because they've made $182 billion as of the end of 2022. And what do we learn from the greatest acquisitions of all time? If you're rich and you make good acquisitions, you get richer. Will Microsoft soon be on this list with ChatGPT? We will find out soon enough. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope we learned a little bit as well as entertained. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.